0: You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Aaron Kozlowski right here at Passion Church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a real pleasure for me. It's a treat for me. I hope it ends up being a treat for you. <clears throat> Amen. I'm not used to this. I want to, like, duct tape this to my chest, because having been married to Christine, who's Italian, for years, I can't talk without both of my hands. So <clears throat> it's just the way it goes down. But anyway, all right, everybody, let's stand up. Is there anyone else who can feel the oppression in this area? It is so heavy, and it's so ridiculous, And it's our fault because we're the ones who are called to lift the oppression in this area. And every time you feel that heaviness, every time you feel that sad, mournful oppression of this garbage that's going on around us, you need to rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. So right now I want you to repeat after me. Say, devil, Devil. take your garbage garbage. and hit hit the road. Oppression. I speak, to you I speak to you in authority. In authority. Go, go. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. You will not come into this building. You will avoid everywhere, everywhere. I, go. I go. You are not allowed. You, are not allowed. You, stand you stand rebuked. And all the power of heaven, power of heaven. Backs, me up. backs me up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you can sit down. Listen, we are, not, we are not fighting from a place of hopelessness. We are standing in a place of victory. And the enemy has most people convinced, even in the body of Christ, that they are fighting from a place of hopelessness, and that is horse We are standing in a place of victory, and it's up to us to enforce the victory that Jesus already made for us. He paid a huge price for our freedoms. He paid a huge price for our victory, and it's up to us. He left us here to not to fight, to stand and enforce them from a place of victory. You are not in the land of hopeless. You live in the kingdom of God. You have power and authority here, and unless you want to explain to God why you didn't use it when you get home someday, we need to start speaking to the environment that's around us. Amen. Say, I am standing in victory, not in hopelessness, not in despair, but in victory right where Jesus left me. I am seated with Christ at the right hand of God in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now we can have service. Glory to God. It's like coming to a funeral. <laughs> Hallelujah. My gosh. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and tell her you're a winner. Not a wiener, a winner. Tell me. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, I was talking to Zach about this. And yes, I've already started. I was talking to Zach about this yesterday. Um can you, Do you know the spirit of God lives in us, right? Can you find that? Can you find him? Can you take a second and just use your, your mind, your feelings you have to and just locate the Holy Ghost in you? I can. And I, the, I know the minute I locate it because I start smiling, just like now, and I can't stop because I've tapped into the one who never leaves, never first. Can you feel that? Can you find that? That is where we're supposed to live all of the time. That is where we're supposed to live all of the time. Yeah, we're supposed to be right here all of the time. And you see how you feel right at this moment? There's nothing that could touch that. There's nothing that could take that away. Amen. That's where we live. That's where we operate from, that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share the word that you've given me specifically for those listening today. I ask you to anoint all the ears, everyone who's listening here today, Father, that we may totally benefit to the max from that which you speak forth from this pulpit today in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to start in, in Matthew. This message is called Current. Are we rocking it? There it is. Okay. And... I'm. Thank you. Oh, what a good anyone who brings you coffee, <laughs> right? I mean, anyone. Hey, babe, can you do me the coffee honors and open this thing up? Otherwise, service is going to take twenty minutes longer than it should. <laughs> Don't you hate those tops where you got to peel that thing back and then it doesn't stick? It just keeps going, <laughs> and you stick it down. It goes. <laughs> 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 You see, so you got it stuck. It wouldn't dare do that to you. Like the lid went, she was from Brooklyn. Just lay down and shut up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm i I'm sorry if you don't have, but I haven't had. So glory to God. Current. Current. I'm not talking about like current in an ocean. I'm not talking about current like electricity. I'm talking I'm talking current like in contemporaneous. Are you Current with the Holy Spirit, are you in the same place, doing the same thing as God is doing? Some of you are looking at me like, "What the heck is wrong with him?" <laughs> Amen. We're going to start in, in, in Matthew nine thirteen. If I can remember how to work this, here we go. It says this, reading out of the Passion Translation for now. It says. Then he added, now you should go and study the meaning of this verse. How many of you know when Jesus says you should do something? You should probably do it. He said, I want to show, I want you to show mercy, not just offer me a sacrifice, for I have come to invite the outcasts of society and sinners, not those who think they are already on the right path. Who is he referring to? He was referring to the religious world, the the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all of the Jewish believers is what he was was talking about. And I find this fascinating because he said, I'm not talking about those who think they're already on the right path. What do you use to think? Okay. So that should tell you what they were using to make sure they were on the right path. All right. Well, why would they think they were on the right path? Because they studied Scripture. You think you study Scripture? Nobody studied Scriptures like the Pharisees did. They only had that, you know, the, the Talmud, not the Talmud. They didn't have the Talmud. That's that's a bad, bad thing to say. They had the, the Torah, yes, thank you, to study. Not not the Talmud, which is the, the commentary on it. They had the Torah to study. They had the five books of the Old Testament to study. And they studied it hard, and they they renewed their mind with that. They would study that, renew their mind with it. And because they studied Scripture and they renewed their minds with it, without the Holy Spirit, they used the knowledge from Scripture to make decisions. Every decision they made was because they referenced back to what they had read. They had a head full of knowledge and they were using that to make decisions. Now, that sounds kind of reasonable, doesn't it? Anybody? Thank you, Ron. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Ron said I'll stick my foot in the trap. I don't care. <laughs> okay. How many of you know they made a lot of bad decisions? When the Messiah showed up, they didn't even recognize him. With their head full of knowledge from the Old Testament, the Messiah, the one they've been waiting for, shows up, and they don't even know who it is. But they had been renewing their mind with the, with the word. How could, how could that be? Well, it's simple, because even a renewed mind is not to be on the throne leading in our lives. Even a renewed mind. Paul Didn't Paul say to renew your mind? Yes, he did, and there's a reason that he did. But it wasn't so your mind could sit on the throne in your life and make decisions. See, this is really, really important because, you know, well, the Bible says to study to show you self-approved, and we do study to show ourselves approved, but we don't study so we can get a head full of Bible knowledge and operate independently. I'm getting ahead of myself which means I should smack into myself soon. (laughs) Our mind is a storage area of experiences and wisdom and truth, but it is not ever to be the leader. Amen? It stores info, but the application and the word for the moment, say for the moment, you need the word for right now, amen, the application, the word for the moment, the word recalled that was stored in that renewed mind is called forth by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who gives you the word for the moment. Now, he will use what's been stored up in your mind by studying the scriptures, but it's always the appropriate word. It's the word for that particular Instance in your life. Yeah, I know. The heck with that thing. If I got to worry about walking around, we're not going to get anywhere today. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the Holy Spirit. Don't look at him. Look at me. You've seen him before. (laughs) The, the, The Holy Spirit is the one who brings the word that you've stored up inside you to the forefront of your mind because that is the answer. It's not a matter of you breezing through. The word of God and with your eyes closed and sticking your finger on a page saying, God, this is going to be the answer. Well, it's not a matter of you breezing through your mind either and sticking the finger in your mind a slot and saying, this must be the answer. When I pray for people, if, if I call you down for prayer ever, or you're up here for prayer, I hate, my wife and I both hate praying what we call pat prayers, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I came down because I need healing. Well, you know, the Word of God says that, that by his stripes you were healed. I won't do that, even though that's true, because I want to know what the Holy Spirit has to say about your particular situation at that moment, because what he says through me, you will grab hold of. You won't be going, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. You'll go, oh, 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 because he's tailor-made, That word for you, that you might have that that word for that moment. How many of you need the word for the moment? Amen? We all do. Okay. More important than what you know already is what he's saying right this second. More important than what you know or what you've got stored up here is what he's actually saying right this second. Here's scripture for it. It says, John 14, 26 says, The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. It's up to you to read the word, but he's the one who will teach you about that word. He is the one who will teach you about that word, and he is the one who will bring to your remembrance that which you need to know in that moment you need it. Is that not fantastic? Then that's, Jesus is saying this to us. He said, there's a teacher coming. He's not going to be with you. He's going to be in you. And not only when you you read the word, not only will you read it, he'll teach you what it means. And when you need something, he will bring the correct word forward so you can be current, so you can be, Contemporary with the Holy Spirit, so you can be walking with the Holy Ghost rather than beating things to death with Scripture and hoping something works. I don't know if you're liking this or not. I got, I got this. Should have watched online. I could have got something to eat. <laughs> Here it is, in the. Every time I see the Message Bible, I want to say, it's the Madison Square Garden Bible. Here it is. It's the MSG. It's the monosodium glutamate Bible. Uh, Same scripture says, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. What more could you ask for? He will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I've told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned and bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. I'm leaving you with someone who will teach you and someone who will bring to remembrance the word you need for that moment. Now, how many of you can honestly say that when there's decisions to be made or when there's a problem that shows up, you have not necessarily look for the Holy Ghost to get the word for the moment. But you relied on past experiences and things like lift your hands up. Just about everybody in here. So this is the message we need for today. Amen? Do we need to renew our minds? Of course we need to renew our minds. But we don't renew our mind so we can live independent of the Holy Ghost. Do you know what I'm saying? And that can happen. And if you do that, you'll end up being religious, like the Pharisees. We don't renew our mind just so we can end up, so we can be independent of the Holy Ghost, because we're never supposed to be independent of God. Life is more than making the right decision, because all decisions should come out of, not store up information, they should come out of relationship, It should come out of your relationship with the Holy Spirit who has made his home inside of you. And if you would say to me right now, I I don't know how to do that. I mean, this is great. You're spewing forth all this stuff. How do I do that? You spend time with him. You treat him like he's in the room with you because he is. Because if you're there, guess what? He's there. Everywhere you go, you're there. Everywhere you go, he's there because he lives in you. And if you can learn to live in that place of peace and have an ongoing conversation with him, treat Holy Ghost like he is a real person, because he is a real person, every problem you ever had will disappear. Every decision you ever make will be the right one because you've let the decision maker make the decision. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we learn to treat Holy Ghost like he is a person, everything. I mean, if I were at your house and you ignored me all day, how how you know, if you were at my house and I just ignored you all day, how would you feel? You're trying to talk to me and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching TV. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm talking to my friends. You have to practice it. You have to practice it. But when you do, you won't be sorry because soon you have this running dialogue going all the time. And the world becomes an interruption to what God is doing rather than you're having to uh, interrupt what the world's doing so you can hopefully grab a scripture that you pigeonholed somewhere in your gray matter 12 years ago. Christianity is not a decision, it's regeneration, it's a new birth, it's a new person. It's not learning enough, it's being led enough. Well, I could just learn enough, you know, I just want to learn more about God, that's great, let the Holy Spirit teach you, but you're still not doing that so that you can start calling the shots. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is this making sense? Okay, it's not just learning enough, it's being led enough, it's not just learning as if Christianity were a school you could graduate from. You know, I went, I went to Bible school. A lot of you guys here went to Bible school we had here. Uh, how many of you just absolutely knew everything you ever needed to know when you got out of Bible school? That was it. I sure didn't, and I went full-time. My wife did, too. Vanessa did, too. Yeah, it's like, did it help? Oh, yeah. Did it change your life? Yeah. Do you no longer need God because you went to school? I think not. So, let me ask you this. Are you current? Are you a contemporary of the Holy Ghost? Where is he right now? Where are Where are you? Are you where now you're saying, well, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. No, he won't. But you may be dragging him places he doesn't want he doesn't want to be. Not because they're awful, just because it's not where you're it's not where God's blessing is for you. It's not, you know, he Jeremiah, what's it say? That scripture, the only the only scripture from Jeremiah you know, what does it say? Twenty nine eleven. What does it say? I know the plans. Well, if he has a plan, guess what? There's an order to it. There's things we're supposed to know, people we're supposed to meet, places we're supposed to be. He has a plan. He doesn't say I have a recess for your life or, you know, you take a few minutes out with me every day. He has a plan. Uh, anybody know any other scriptures from Jeremiah? Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I need. Well, if if he's got a plan for your life, don't you want it? Don't you want to be in it? It's possible to be right smack in the middle of God's plan for your life. And it's also very possible and very easy to love God, want to serve God, and have the Holy Spirit living in you and be nowhere near the plan he has for your life. Because first, see, first you really got to want it. Because you, when you want it, you'll start to ask for it. And when you start to ask for it, you're developing that relationship. And when you begin to have conversations with the Holy Spirit, has anybody here ever had conversations with the Holy Spirit. I have had conversations with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he just blurts into something I'm doing, but he really is very respectful. And if you're doing something and, and and you have no time for him, you're not gonna you're not gonna hear from him. I think one of the coolest conversations I had with the Holy Ghost, the one that sticks out in my mind was from a few years back, but I was out I had more time when I was single. Remember what Paul said, don't be in a hurry to get married. Because it, it it'll it it will you will have to deal with that and your relationship with God. Marriage, marriage is of God. Eric's going, thanks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> marriage is of God, but just realize that you're dividing your attention again. Amen? And and the worst thing is when you're married, if it's not working out, don't decide to have a baby at that point. Okay? <laughs> That's when things you know what? What we need is a child. No, that's not what you need right now. You need to work on this. Amen? But anyway, what I want to say is, and no, that's not about my daughter. No. I'm getting laughter over here, and I'm thinking, what are they thinking about? And I'm like, wash your brain. No. No, their relationship is great. Hallelujah. Praise God. The best conversation I remember guys were awful. The best conversation I remember having with God along these lines was me praying and walking in the Holy Spirit and praying and walking in the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking to him. I tend to talk a lot. And then I would get quiet, still walking in the Spirit, and I'd start to hear things. And then I, I didn't quite understand, so I would ask something, and I'd get a response. And one time, I was staying with my sister out in Pennsylvania, and I had been witnessing to her for a long time. Sorry, Stephen. Thank you for your patience. I had been witnessing to her for a long time. And she had seen what God did in my life. She knew that my finances had drastically turned around because I was a tither. When I first started doing that, I was like, oh, those people are just after your money. You know that, right? Like, yeah, okay, thank you. I'm like, why are you worried? You don't have any. So I was just, you know, don't ever listen to anybody unless they have what you want. Okay, <laughs> Don't listen to somebody who failed and tell you, let them tell you what to do. So anyway, I know God never messed up, so I just right from the beginning began to to give 10% of my gross salary right off the top, and people thought I was nuts, except all my bills got paid off, and except I got out debt, and except I started to have money in the bank, and except everything turned around financially, so I just continued to do it. And my sister had seen that in my life, and she could not figure it out, because we were a family that lived on credit cards, and I didn't have any credit card debt. And she knew it worked, it, but she didn't like the method or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I was out praying in the Spirit one day, and the Holy Spirit flat out says to me, do you know your sister's giving money? She's, she's sending money to, to the church you go to because she's seen the financial turnaround in your life. Now, that is something that is either right or it's wrong. That's not one of those, you know, you know some of the prophecies we get, things are going to change for you. Well, things change for everybody every day, you know. This was very, very... Specific. Your sister is tithing, giving money to the church you go to because she has seen the financial turnaround in your life. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So, I'm out walking around. I'm up there visiting. I go back to the house. She's there by herself, and I said, "Die." I said, "Holy Spirit just told me that you're sending money to Redeeming Love Christian Center because you've seen the change in my life." She went, "So." So while it was working for you, I figured I'd give it a give it a shot. That was the word for the moment. That was so current. That was that was what was going on. I had access to that information because I was spending time and developing a relationship. God wants to talk to you so bad. He wants to talk to you about everything you can possibly think of. He wants to love on you so bad, but he is not going to kick your door in to get your attention. He wants so badly for the body of Christ to rise up right now and start speaking into the atmosphere of that which he is saying, but most of the body of Christ doesn't know what God is saying because you're too busy following politics on TV or on Facebook or somewhere else. I had to get off Facebook. It's worse than talk radio. And you've got instead of having a head... Full of the Holy Spirit's voice, you got a head full of garbage. I remember years ago I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh. It was I think it was before the the first time before um, Bush Junior got elected. And I'm listening to him every day. And every day I'm ticked off. I'm just, I'm just like really angry. I'm driving angry, I'm walking angry, and you know I'm saying hello. Angry like hi. Hey you know. <laughs> and it and I God said to me, why do you listen to him? I said, because he's right. He says, big deal. He doesn't have any answers. Oh, wow. talk about Revelation. He said, he has no answers. Do you ever hear him give answers? i like, no, he's not working for me. I got the answers. I was done. Talk radio went off, never went back on. You may think they're on your side, but the devil's working both sides in this thing. Let me tell you, because as long as there's confusion, he can operate. He is the author of confusion, and as long as there's confusion, he can operate. We need to be getting our orders and our truth. Listen, if, if you didn't hear it from God, it's probably not true. If you didn't hear it from God, it's probably not true. And it won't matter if it is true, because God has the what? He's got the answer. God never talks to you about problems talks to you about answers. If you've fallen down, God says, get up. Not, whoa, look at you. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to do. You're in a mess. You can share whatever you like. I can drink coffee while you do it.
1: Okay. Um, I know a lot of us, a lot of times, and I've done this a million times myself, but we need to hear a word from God. We need to pray about something. We need to understand, you know, something uh, is really sp- we need to hear God. And a lot of times I'll hear this, and I know myself, I've done this. I, he's just not talking to me. I don't know why. I've learned over the years when we want an answer for God, from God, we re- really hardly ever hear it. But it's when we're spending time with God. When He said He was walking, that's what reminded me of this. When He said He was just walking and spending time with God, you will hear God out of nowhere. And that's why you'll know it's God, because you weren't thinking about it. You weren't uh, pondering on it. You weren't coming up with your own answers. That's why a lot of times when you're in the shower and you're, you know, you're not thinking about anything, God drops, downloads to you. That is why it's so important to separate yourself and spend the, the quality time with God on just because you love him, okay? Not because you need him for something, just because you love him and you like to spend time with your yes. heavenly father because he's that important to you. Then everything will be downloaded. Everything you need to know will be downloaded. You'll make right decisions because a couple of things happen. You start to know his voice because the word says we know his voice, we listen to his voice and not the voice of a stranger. You will start to know your heavenly father's voice. And I know everybody can do this. There's not one person walking on the earth. I don't even, I don't even think you have to be saved to hear your heavenly father's voice. I think he will speak to you, even because I know I heard him years ago when I wasn't saved. So what I'm saying is he more than ever anything wants to communicate with you. And the hardest thing for us to do is really to separate ourselves and spend time. I know how hard it is because we really don't like doing it. But if you want to succeed in this life, I mean, even if you just give him 10 minutes a day, you will see the progress. And you'll give him more and more and more time.
0: Thank you. Give her a hand. Give my beautiful wife a hand. Good job, honey. Very good. If how many you go to God with problems all the time? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have a relationship with Him like you should have with the Holy Ghost, you won't have to. Because it's only the it's only the break time we take away from Him that gets us into problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? We wouldn't have to go to Him every time I had a problem if we stayed with Him all the time. We wouldn't have any problems. It, he He would steer us out of them and away from them, and make us alert to things. He's always trying to alert us. Hallelujah. Let me back up just one here. You can only be where he is going if you're allowing yourself to be led. Not led by your head in the word that you've remembered, but led by the Holy Spirit who's bringing things to your remembrance, who, is, who is, has an ongoing relationship with you, who's talking with you. Amen? And I and he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Amen? But you cannot amass enough information in your head, even reading Scripture, to make the right decisions, as a, as a substitute to being led by the Holy Spirit. Okay, and w- let me just say this real quick. Why do we try to do that? Why do we try to learn enough so we can operate? You know, if I just learn enough, I can do this thing. And it really, you're really saying, if I can just learn enough, I can, I can be independent to do this thing. And the reason we're like that, where we try to educate our mind, learn, and then just do what we have learned, is because that's the way the world teaches us. That's what school's about. You're going to go, and you're going to learn, so you can do it yourself. You're going to learn so you can do it. You're going to learn how to. When you're teeny, you're going to learn how to tie your shoe so you can do it yourself. You're going to learn how to write so you can write yourself. You're going to learn. Everything they teach us in secular school is about learning it and being independent. Learning it and being independent. Learning it and being independent. While everything in the kingdom of God is about learning it and still being independent. Learning it and still being dependent. Is anybody getting some truth here? The, the, The mold we've been given makes us think that we're taught so we can learn so we can be independent. When in the kingdom of God, it's just exactly the opposite. We're taught so we can learn so we can continue in relationship because if you're going to live forever, if you if you are eternal, you need an eternal relationship because you could never learn enough to pull it off on your own. Does that make sense? Why do we renew our mind? Romans One of my favorite scriptures, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do we do it? Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. In other words, if you renew your mind and put the information in there you should from the scripture, when the Holy Ghost speaks to you, you'll know it's him. You will recognize him because the Spirit and the Word always agree. How do I know how many you hear a lot of stuff in your head all day long and you, and you know it's not God? Well, when it lines up with the word of God, it's the Holy Ghost. That's why we've got to put the word down inside of us. The reason we have to renew our minds is so when he speaks, we go, that's him. That's him. Everything around you is telling you to be afraid. And, and this little voice inside of you is saying, you don't have to be afraid. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Well, that's, that's God. Wait a minute. Hold on. you understand what I'm saying? We fill ourselves up with info so that when he speaks, we know it's him. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What he's always speaking to us is his good, please, pleasing, and perfect will. That's why I said you won't have to go to him with problems because he'll lead you around them. He'll say, no, 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 no. Yeah, but I just want to learn and I want to I do it myself. No, you don't. You want to do it in relationship. Let me say something else. God doesn't want to do anything through you. And we have that concept too. You know, God wants to do some things through me. No, God wants to do some things with you. There is no independence in this thing. God wants to do it with you, not through you. Hallelujah. Now, if you're willing, if you're wanting to be led, then right now you're in a really good place. If you've even just begun to realize today that, hey, wait a minute, uh, I'm never alone. And I need to act like I'm never alone. I need to have an ongoing relationship and ongoing conversation with the Holy Ghost so I can not only miss problems, I can I can have the right answers in this thing. But if you're trying to learn enough to lead yourself, then you've you've missed it. Are we okay there? Our decisions are made out of relationship, not accumulated information. Hallelujah. Now, Why is it so important? When we lead ourselves out of a renewed mind alone, we limit ourselves to addressing daily decisions and concerns, problems without the wisdom of God through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. When we do that, we're like, I'm not picking on plumbers here. I'm just going to use plumbers for an example, okay? But we're like plumbers who use plumbing tools and supplies to fix everything. If you're a guy, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you learned how to do something in a certain trade, you apply that trade to everything you do. Well, this is how we did it when I was when I was, you know, an older mechanic. Well, sometimes this you know, if you're building a house, you don't have to torque the foundation bolts, okay? S- sometimes we try to do stuff in the light of what we already know best example I have is when I built the bar downstairs, that the coffee bar. I built that. My wife said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm just doing whatever the Holy Ghost shows me. I built it with the Holy Ghost telling me how to build it. And she's like, she went, oh, my God. And she, and she left. She didn't have a lot of faith in me that day, I guess. But, <laughs> but I was building it and framing it out. And I had framed out the wall. I did it with Terry. And the funny thing was, when I got to the space where the closet is built down there, I had stopped. Chris came downstairs and said, That's backwards, and kept going. And I looked at it, and she was right. And the Holy Ghost sent her at that moment to straighten me out. And the entire thing, I framed out, you know, some with her and some completely by myself and built that down there. On Sunday, uh, we had someone in the the congregation who was, we had a bunch of them, but we had one guy who was a carpenter. Uh, His name was Danny. And he came in, and he said, who framed that downstairs? I said, I did. He said, what, what did you pull off of? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, what? He said, what did you pull off of to make sure it was level? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I did it the way God showed me. He went, oh, my gosh. He went outside and got a level. Now, I built it with a level because that's what God told me to do. He went outside and got a level, and he, and he was putting it on everything. And after about 10 minutes, he came back to me, and he said, well, I don't know what you did, but it's right. Because he only knew one way to do that. And it was the way he was taught to do that was okay, but it doesn't apply to everything. And there's not only one way to do something. And you'll find that out. If you learn to trust God, man, there were times when I had, I was believing God for money for a bill, and the money never came, and the bill disappeared. It was just canceled. I'm serious. They just, they just said, we don't want this. And I'm like, we have never paid for that Yamaha motif keyboard, which was about $2,200 when we bought it. I bought it from a musician's friend. I bought it on, on time payments. And I was supposed to get a, a notification in my email. I didn't get it. And I called them up and said, um, I didn't get anything for the motif. You don't owe us any money. I said, yeah, I do. I said, look, here's the order number. Yeah, I could see it. You don't owe us anything. I said, I haven't paid anything. He said, I don't care. It's paid for. I think I did that two more times and I finally quit. You know what? Let God do it however he wants, but you need to know what he's doing because otherwise you're gonna, it's going to take six times as long and you're going to mess everything up. The relationship, the relationship. There's nothing more important. Go to bed praising him. Wake up praising him. Watch that relationship grow. Love on him and watch how he loves on you. He will love on you so much you'll be able to love. Even on that ugly person you work with that you can't stand. Why be limited to our own experiential knowledge when the ultimate wisdom and power is available? If you're working out of your head, you got no power. When he, the Holy Spirit, comes in power, he will enable you to do all things. When he comes, how? In power. If you're just working out of knowledge, even if it's scriptural knowledge, there's no power. When he shows up, there's power to do this thing. You need power. The world works with knowledge. If we work with knowledge, we're, we're, we're even. We work with knowledge and power. Forget about it. It's what enabled Jesus to walk through the crowds when they were trying to seize him. It didn't matter what they were doing. They couldn't touch him. He had power. We've got power when we're, we're hooked up with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to close, I promise. I'm going to say this. We can be so in tune with our minds that we don't feel what's going on in our bodies. We need to learn to tune into the Holy Spirit's wonderful peace. You've got to find that peace inside of you and just get there and just begin to talk to him. Begin to, to love on him. Tell him how wonderful he is and how much you love him. And watch how he tells you how much he loves you. And watch how things change in your life. And watch how suddenly when he tells you to do something, there's power to back that thing up. And nothing whatsoever. And stop it. When we were trying to buy this building years ago, we went to prayer, and we went to talking to the Holy Ghost, and it was myself, my wife, um, Pastor Aaron, Lisa, and Marlene Burdick. Remember? We were praying in our living room at that time, and God revealed a bunch of really cool end-time stuff to me. But we were sitting there praying about because we were trying to buy this, and something was keeping us from buying it. It had been offered to us, but they couldn't come up with a, a contract or anything. We were like, what is going on? And after about two, three hours of prayer, and I say that, some of you go, oh, my God. Two, three hours of, of conversation with the Lord. Marlene Burdick goes, there's two people. There are two people on, uh, from that other church that, was, that is selling us this building that are stopping this sale. We need to pray. So we prayed. We bound up the enemy from those two people. We, we, we loosed the angels. We did whatever God showed us to do. And sure enough, when they finally released the, the building to us, we heard a story afterwards. Heard it from the kids in the band. Remember the kids in the band? They had their own worship band. The kids were really cool. And I told them, because they, they, they wanted us to sell, but there were two people who didn't want them to sell a building. And what they did was these people tried to rise up and actually have a coup against the government of the church. They said, we're not, you're not selling this building. We're going to have a board meeting right now. We're going to vote you out. And that's going to be the end of that. And they told me, <laughs> these kids said, that's what they did. The pastor was up there, and they said, no, we're going we're gonna to get the board. We're going to vote, vote you out. And they ran down the street to the Assemblies of God Church down there. Uh, pastor George was there then. And they got him and told him what was going on. And he said, oh, no, they're not. And he came up there, and he yanked the, the pastor and another board member out and said, you come with me. He said, they can't have a board meeting without the board. And he took them and left. And right after that, everything settled down, and we ended up buying this building. God wanted us to have this building. That was God's plan at that time, and he worked it out so it could, it could happen. And there were people standing away, and they thought they were doing what was right because they had some head knowledge, but they had no leading from the Holy Ghost. And because they had no leading from the Holy Ghost, they had no power from the Holy Ghost. And when we tapped into the power of the Holy Ghost, it overcame their, their, their head knowledge and wiped that mess out, and that's what well, you've got to live your life. God has something for you. There's nothing that can keep you from it, but your your unwillingness to find out what God is actually doing and push through that. Amen? The Holy Spirit lives in you, and he is living, and he's active, and we should and can sense him. Be aware of his presence always. And that should be our goal. That should be our goal. The most powerful people I've ever heard of uh, that I didn't have the, wasn't fortunate enough to meet, had passed away before my time, Smith Wigglesworth said he never went five minutes without talking to the Holy Spirit, just talking. He actually shut down a meal they were having at the house one time and said, you know, we've ignored God for like ten minutes with our, with our inane conversation. And they just stopped, and they all began to converse with the, with the Holy Ghost. Well, that's weird. No, only by the world standards that weird. That's normal for us. And, you know, everywhere that guy went, he 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 cast out devils. He, he laid hands on the sick. He pulled people out of wheelchairs, and he raised the dead. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because of that relationship. He didn't just have head knowledge. He had the Holy Ghost, and he had the power that came with it. Amen? We need to find that peace and tune into it. Amen? Now, heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm going to share one more thing with you this morning. I encourage you. Find that peace of the Holy Ghost that's in you. Latch onto that and practice that every day longer and longer and begin to intercede in the Spirit because we are going to need to, as a church, as a body, we need to intercede for our government intensely for this next six months. There are strongholds that need to be pulled down and they will be pulled down, but they'll only be pulled down if we do our part. If we don't do our part, you're going to lose this country. It's going to go right down the drain. And if it does, it'll be the body of Christ's fault because we have power. We have got to be interceding in the spirit for the next six months, and there's no one who is exempt from that. And if you don't do that, don't be surprised if you have to answer for it someday because we are the ones who he has left here to ensure his way of life on this planet that things are done in accordance with his will and his, his precepts. It is up to us to begin to intercede for our government and whatever God puts in your heart, just begin to speak out loud because God's plan, I can tell you right now, before all this whole thing started back in January, God got hold of me in the shower and said, Scott, I want you to start speaking out the word that's in all four of the Gospels, where I said that those who want to be in charge have to serve. The ones that want to be in charge should be made to serve. And I said, okay, I know that scripture. So I began to speak that out. I'd just be outside, and I'd be saying, you know what? Father, I thank you that those who want to be in charge are going to be made to serve. They have to become servants of all. They have to serve. And I prayed that for a while, and I said, God, why am I praying this? He said, because I am going to take the people who have abused their positions of authority, who have abused their seats, who have used their public power for evil or for their own enhancement. He said, I'm going to remove them. I am going to remove them from their positions of authority because they've abused them. Every single one of them from every realm of life, entertainment, politics, the church, anywhere where people have abused their positions of authority, God is going to pull them out of it. Now I need you to listen to me because I'm not making this stuff up. So I began to speak that out, speak that out and pray that. And I was out back on the dock one day and I said to the Lord, I I said, look, I understand that you can pull anybody out of any position you want to. I know you have the power and the right to do that, but you respect everyone's free will. I said, how are you going to get these people's hearts to change so that they want to serve? Because you said that they're going to be, you know, that anyone who wants to be in charge needs to serve. I said, how are you going to change their hearts so they want to serve? And this thought was not in my head. I almost fell off the dock into the canal. He said, no, Scott, they'll serve time. I will incarcerate them. They will serve time. I will incarcerate them. If my people will stand up and pray, if my people will begin to do what's right instead of sitting around and complaining about what's going on in their government, if they will begin to proclaim into the heavens my will, if they'll spend time with me, if if they will intercede for the government, this is what you will see instead of what the devil has planned for this nation. It's up to us. And if it doesn't work, it's our fault. And there'll be no one else to blame for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many are willing to start interceding every day for this government? Hallelujah. It'll be the most important thing you've done in the past 20 years. Father, we just thank you, praise you. And I want you all to remember this. I want to leave you with this. We are seated in a place of victory. <clears throat> we are not fighting from a place of hopelessness. We are standing in a place of victory. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Praise God. Father, we just thank you. We just praise you. We just bless your holy name. I want to just give a quick altar call. If there's anybody here within the sound of my voice who's never made Jesus the Lord of their life, you've never invited him to him. Maybe you, you, you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you while well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If that's you and you'd like that, just lift your hand up real quick. Just acknowledge, say, say to God, I want that in me. Amen. Pray this with me. Let's have everybody pray this. Say, Father God, thank you for loving me. Because you love me, you sent Jesus to live here as a man in my place and then sent him to die on a cross in my place for my sin my wrongdoing and all wrongdoing since the beginning Jesus come into my life Jesus I repent of all my sins be my Savior be my Lord send your Holy Spirit to live in me right now. Fill me fully to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Lift your hands up right now. Just receive. Don't pray. Don't do it. Just lift your hands up and just be in an attitude about taking from God. And let the Holy Spirit just, just open up. Drop your walls. Drop your defenses. Let the Holy Spirit just completely fill you. It's not even a time to want. It's just a time to accept in Jesus' name. Father. I believe we will pray. I believe we will do what's right. And I believe you will have your results. And I believe that the evil will be removed from places of authority in this country because we were diligent to do what you told us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here today. And those who are watching online, thank you for watching me dance left and right, right and left across the floor. Steven's up there well on his camera around. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We believe you can have a part in what God is doing through Passion Church. Your generosity helps us make a difference in the lives of those who are touched by the ministry here.
1: Visit passionchurches.com or simply text the word passionnj to 77977 and follow the links to give. Text and data rates may apply. If you have any questions or feedback that you'd like to share with us, everything you need
0: can be found at passionchurches.com. We can't wait to hear from you. On our website,
1: you can download our app, connect with us on social media, and check out all that's happening here at the church again. Thank you for listening right here at Pastor Church.